Hey everybody, welcome home. You're watching Legacy Television. We're Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons, and we're so thankful that you tuned into the broadcast today. I don't know if you're watching it on television, maybe you're watching it on your iPhone, your iPad, but whatever way we're coming into your life, we're just thankful. We're so thankful that, first of all, you chose to give this time to the Word of God and to give time to hearing the voice of God in your life. That's honoring Him. And he said, those who honor me, I will honor. So way to go. Good job, you. <laughs> We're going to get into the Word of God today. Sarah, would you pray over our yeah. time in the Word and just uh, lead us into this? And yeah. It's going to be good. Father, we love you today. Thank you for opening our eyes to see all that you have for us. We receive from you revelation, Lord, revelation that reveals to us more and more of who Jesus is. And as we see him, we believe we, be, we, are like, we become like him. And we thank you for that. Thank you for helping us and giving us all we need today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. I'm in agreement with that. When we see Jesus, we will be like him. So today as we're opening up the word, I want you to just let Jesus be unfolded to you. Let Jesus be clear. Let Jesus be the only one you see. And when you see him, you will be like him. And you know, that's so much of, even the way the Lord corrects us, mm -hmm. it's in showing us Jesus. Correction is not just telling somebody they've done something wrong. You haven't really corrected them until you've shown them how to do it correctly mm -hmm. or do it the right way. And that's who Jesus is. Yes, that's Jesus so good. Is, everyth is everything done the right way. Yeah. <laughs> that's who Jesus Pretty is. Awesome. And when you see him, even, in, even when it's in correction, and we've been talking for the last several weeks about our finances and how to prosper God's way. We really believe that's a big part of the assignment on our ministry is to teach uh, another generation how to increase and how to prosper financially and how to do it God's way and how to, how to let the blessing of the Lord make you rich because we get so excited. We get so excited just at the thought of, of great, big, huge sums of money coming into the hands of number one, generous people. People who will not let that money define them or measure their lives. People who love God and know that they are loved by God. Mm -hmm. People who have faith in God and people who will find out what God wants done with it. Mm -hmm. That's exciting because then you can actually have an impact. Yeah. And, and I want to begin where we left off uh, in last week's broadcast. If you missed anything in this, I really encourage you to go back and download um, all those broadcasts, watch them from our app, the Legacy Studios app, get caught up with this. We've been going back over a lot of these things and I think it'd be good to just uh, move on today. But in Luke chapter 16, I wanna look at what Jesus said once more. And this is a familiar passage to us. He said, he, in verse 10, he who is faithful, in what is least is faithful also in much. He who is unjust in what is least is also unjust or in what is much, excuse me. Did I get all that right? I'm distracted here. I'm making sure my microphone looks good. <laughs> Everything okay? Okay, sorry. Let me back up. Let's look at it again. Verse 10, he who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. He who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. And the context of all of this is money. Mm -hmm. Jesus is teaching us how to have a right relationship with money. Verse 11, therefore, if you've not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust true riches? Mm -hmm. Part of increasing God's way is built, it's built on what I call mutual trust, mm -hmm. two-way trust. Number one, can you trust him for it? Number two, can he trust you with it? Yeah. If you're going to increase God's way, you're going to have to decide right away, I trust God. He's my one and only source. And much of the, much of the time, that means 
You quit calling on everybody else around you. It may even at some point mean you come to a place in your life where you quit calling on the bank for everything. I mean, you are where you are and there's no sense in being condemned over where you're not. You gotta be honest with yourself. But I, I will tell you this, that it ought to be the goal of every single believer to live completely free of debt of any kind. Yeah. I mean, moving that way all the time. No matter what you owe right here at this moment, you decide before the Lord, Father, you are taking me to the place where I know I owe no man anything but to love him. It's freedom. And we've experienced a degree of that. And it's been, it's been just that. It's been freedom. Can you trust God for it? And number two, can he trust you with it? And we've been, we've been really drawing this parallel this whole time about having this rich relationship with the Lord. It's really such a picture of a man and a woman and the richness of a relationship that they can share in a marriage relationship. And we're not just making that up. That's what Jesus said, or that, excuse me, that's what the New Testament says, that, that the marriage relationship is a picture of Christ and the church. Mm-hmm. And our relationship is what it is because of the trust that's between us. Mm-hmm. I trust you. And it's such it's such a great feeling to be able to know that I can trust you. I can trust you with our children, trust you in our home. I can trust you in our finances. That's such a liberating thing. And, and I believe you'd say the same thing. There's a, there's a level and a degree of trust that we've built with each other for nine, pushing 10 years, and, and it's getting stronger and stronger all the time. Well, that's supposed to be a picture of the relationship that we have with God. Mm-hmm. And so much of what we're talking about in finances has to do with God, us trusting him and him being able to trust us. I see it in your eyes. You've got something you want to say. I want you to say it. I was thinking thinking about how belief, believing God is different than trusting God. And you can can choose to believe the word of God. It's a choice. If I see it in his word, I'm gonna choose to believe it or not believe it. But trust is a whole nother level. Yeah. It's, it's, a, uh, it's built on relationship. Yeah. And it's built on history. Yeah. And it's, there's a, it's rich and it's real and it's alive. It's mm-hmm. like, um, I trust you because I have spent a lot of time with you. Yeah. I know you. I really, really know you. And <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean by that, but I, I've been, we spent every minute of almost every day together yeah. and we've, we've built trust. And so I, I believe because he said it, yeah. but I trust because I know him. Yeah. I know him. I know he's faithful. I, I can look back over the years and I know when I've experienced his presence. I know when he's been good to me. I have memories. I have so many testimonies in my life. I have a book full of testimonies of everything God has done for mm-hmm. us. And it, it's, it, you know, it just makes me love him more. I love him more. I trust him more. I want more of him. I'm hungry for him. Yeah. I'm hungry to be close to him. And we talked about the other day, this, uh, the, the lepers, the 10 lepers. There was only one of them that was, uh, that was wanted to be close to Jesus yeah. because what Jesus had done for him. He, and he ran back to Jesus. And that was his, his way of worshiping the Lord was and showing the Lord that he wanted to be close to him was yeah. being thankful for him, mm-hmm. thankful for what he did for him. Yeah. And I think, I think one way you stay close to someone is you're thankful for them. It's true. 
And the, the, one of the quickest ways to lose something in your life is to stop being thankful for it. That's so good, yeah. And one of the quickest ways to, to lose a relationship or a friendship is by not valuing the mm -hmm. gift that they are to you. Sure. The quickest way to lose an employee is to not see the, the gift that's in them. The quickest way to lose um, anything yeah. is by not being thankful for it. Yeah. And I am so thankful for everything God's done for us. And the more I talk about it, the more you talk about it, yeah. the more rich life gets, sure. you know, and yeah. the more rich moments are. I, I know like you were talking, talking a while ago about, um, I just said a while ago, that is so Arkansas. That's I'm Arkansas from Arkansas, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so the, <laughs> I was thinking about, we have a bunch of people in this room right now. You guys can't see them on the camera, but, um, a lot of our staff and some of our interns are in here. And I think about life, how, how important relationship is uh, in regards to life being rich. Sure. And I think about all the people God has given us and life was good before them, but life is much more rich now that we have them. Absolutely. And when we get together and we eat dinner together and we cook dinner together and we hang out or we watch movies and we're all, we all have the opportunity once in a while to get together. It's so special and so rich and it's what makes life rich, these relationships. Yeah. And I think the thing about with God is that real faith uh, comes from real relationship. Okay, so you can fake a relationship with God all day long and you can, you can go in and you can read your scripture for the day and get done with it real quick and that be it and it not be rich. But once it becomes real and once it becomes alive and once it becomes genuine to you mm -hmm. and you sit here and you look at Jesus and you are hunger for Him and you want more of Him and your soul is just uh, so stirred by Him and you get to that point, that's when life gets rich. Yeah. And it's the same way with your relationships with people, with your husband and your wife. It's the same way with well, your really, friends. Well, really, this is supposed to be an overflow of that. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, if my relationship with the Lord is poor, my relationship with you is not going to be rich mm -hmm. because my relationship with you is supposed to be an overflow of the one I have with Him and experiencing the love that He has for me, filling up with that and overflowing with it towards you. I got a good example too of when, when I'm tired and I haven't had enough time to spend with the Lord, say I've been working all day and I haven't made the time. And y'all, that does happen sometimes, let me be honest. I'm crankier with my children. I haven't noticed. I, I yeah, I'm not I as I my don't time. Have any comment whatsoever. My time with them isn't as rich. Yeah. But the mornings that I have more time with the Lord, and mm -hmm. I have been just overwhelmed by His love, and I have sat there and I have waited upon Him, and I have let His presence rush over me and work in me. Those nights with my kids mm -hmm. are sweet, yeah. and they are wonderful and tender and absolutely so you know you can see a big difference and all of it depends on how much i am willing to draw near mm -hmm. to him and he says if you draw near yeah draw near to god where's that at in, in james james draw near to god and he will draw near to you yeah i was thinking about this and this seems to be the example we keep coming back to but when we were engaged and we were living in separate states, Texas and Missouri. 
And we spent all that time on the phone. It was like this whirlwind romance. I mean, we, we knew we were supposed to be together. We didn't even know each other and we knew we were supposed to be together. And three months after we met, we were engaged. Three months after that, we're gonna be married. But in that time before we were married, I remember being on the phone and we both knew this was right, but there was also that like little nagging thing. And I think you experienced it maybe even more than I did. Like, this is crazy, right? Are we doing the right thing? Not, you, I know you remember this, but I would tell Sarah, we'd be talking on the phone, this would be 12 o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. And I would say to her, I would literally say to her, say this after me, he loves me and there's nothing he wouldn't do for me. And I was telling her to say it about me. I wanted her to be so confident in my love for her mm -hmm. that it would dispel any of the fear or any of the uncertainty that we had going into this this marriage, this whirlwind thing, what is going on? And I was asking her to believe that. Yeah, I was asking good. you to believe that. Mm -hmm. and, and I remember you saying it out loud and those were really precious moments, but here we are like nine years later and now I don't have to ask you to believe that anymore. Mm -hmm. You trust that. We've got the, all this history now that before you, you believed it and you put faith in it, but now not only do you have faith in me, You've got trust in me. Mm -hmm. and, and I know this seems sort of left field when you're talking about your finances, but it's not at all. These things are inseparable. Yeah. God gave man the gift of faith and God loves it. He loves faith. It's the only thing that pleases him. And I believe God was hungry for a time where there would no longer be anything between him and his man but faith. And you go back and you look in the book of Romans, I believe it is, that talks about the life of Abraham. And, and Paul, the Spirit of God through Paul, uses this life of this Old Testament man to preach what happened for us through Jesus. And, and you think, why would he have to do that? And I believe the answer to that is in Romans chapter 4, verse 13. It's, it's Abraham knew he would be the heir. He knew that his righteousness was, um, it was not of the law, but it was of faith. So Paul's saying, I got to take you back to a time where there was nothing between God and man but faith. Mm -hmm. To understand what happened in Jesus, you've got to go back to a time where there was no law between them. There was no, there was no sin and the punishment of it. None of that was between God and man. The only thing between God and his man was faith. God speaking to his man and his man responding in faith. And that's what our faith, that gift of faith is for. That's what we have now in Jesus. There's nothing, there's no longer anything between us and God. Mm -hmm. When we're in Jesus, there's nothing between us. Nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And when that, that's what that faith is for. God is saying, let me give you this gift. And it's the gift of access to me. It's the gift of coming close to me. You cannot come close to God without faith in him. He who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. This is our currency. Mm -hmm. This is our connection to our father. This is the gift that he gave us. The reason he gave you faith, and you may be sitting there going, well, I thought faith was so I could get healed. Yeah, that's good. That's right. I thought faith was so I could pay my bills. Absolutely, that's wonderful, but it's not those things first. Mm -hmm. 
those things are supposed to come out of this rich relationship. Our healing comes out of our relationship with our healer. Well, think about it. Oh, I get so excited. Sorry, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt you. You go for it. No, I'm thinking about all the people in the Bible that their rich relationship produced something great for them. Sure. You think about Daniel in the Old Testament. He he had this rich relationship with God. And the Bible says, oh, I'll read it to you really quick. It's so good. Let me read it to you. Are we running out of time here? We got, probably are. We got tons um, of time. I love this. This is in Daniel chapter six. It, and everybody knows this, that the reason Daniel was thrown in the lion's den is because he was, uh, he spent time with God. Yeah. And every day they, they came up with something to, to um, this is how they threw him in. It's because he prayed before God. In verse 10, it says, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room with the windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave, th- gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since the early days. And he spent all this time in prayer and he knew God and he developed a rich sweet relationship with the Lord. And I'm convinced that that rich relationship is what kept him all the days of his life, but specifically in that lion's den. If you look in verse 23, it says, so Daniel was, was taken up out of the den. This is after the lions could not touch him and no injury, whatever was found on him because he believed in his God. Faith, real faith came because he had a real relationship with God. And it's so awesome to, to see how that real relationship produced real results in his life. And if you haven't been seeing results in your life, go back and check. Is there something that I'm missing here in my relationship with the Lord? Is there something, is there um, something that's not genuine? Is there something that's, um, that's false in any way? Just go back and check it and make it right. Make your heart tender before the Lord because he is so faithful to, to just to forgive us, number one, but set us on a plain path to see real results. Mm-hmm. I don't want results in my life, but I think about Daniel and he saw because of his rich relationship, he saw real results and he saw, uh, he was kept. Yeah, and you think, prosperity. Yeah, think about that leper we <laughs> were talking about. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much money you have if Absolutely. the lion teach you. you and know. then you think, about, <laughs> you think about that leper we talked about earlier. He was hungry to go back and be close yeah. to Jesus. And because of that hunger, because of that close richness that he wanted with Jesus, what did he see? He didn't just see a healing that he got at a meeting one week and then he lost it the next week. He saw wholeness mm-hmm. for his life. He received um, something that was enduring, that mm-hmm. kept him. And the rich relationship with God will keep you. Yeah. A rich, rich relationship with God will heal you and a rich relationship with God will prosper you. Who, who, Just like with Abraham, his rich relationship, that sweet fellowship he had with God resulted in real yeah. prosperity. In the last few minutes we have on this broadcast, I want to read these verses to you out of 1 Timothy chapter 6. And it's something you've heard before, but listen with new ears today. It says this in verse 9, those who desire, that word desire means crave. Those who crave to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts. Listen to some of the words that are used around this, desire, craving, temptation, lust, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Now, why is it the root of all kinds of evil? Because for which some have strayed from the faith. Mm -hmm. This is the reason the love of money 
is the root of evil is because to pursue that, to crave that, you have to stray from faith. Mm. It's almost like a man who's being unfaithful to his wife. He has strayed Mm -hmm. because of lust, because of temptation, because of craving. But a a man doesn't have an affair with with a woman because he loves another woman more. He has an affair because he loves himself more. Mm -hmm. He loves himself more than his wife. He loves himself more than his kids. He loves himself more than his ministry or his church or his friends. He doesn't have an affair because he loves somebody else. He has an affair because he loves himself. That's exactly what the love of money is. To pursue that is to cheat on God, Mm -hmm. is to turn your back on this gift of faith that he gave you for a relationship Mm -hmm. with him. And I won't be caught. I'm not cheating on this woman and I'm not (laughs) cheating on my God because I love him. I love her. I love my kids. I love my family and I love them more. Father, I love you more than I love myself. I love you more than the love of money. Mm -hmm. And this is what's going to keep us in a right relationship. And when you make this this claim, you make this statement before God, like I'm making it before this woman. This woman trusts me in my marriage, in our marriage, and I trust her in our marriage. Can God trust you with finances? Can he trust you with the increase? He's got to be able to trust you the same way a woman trusts her husband in the presence of another woman. Can God trust you? Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.